Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Huh? What about him? Hey, Mac. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network for this Thursday, December the 15th. And we thank you for listening to AFR, wherever you may be joining us across the country. Uh, good morning, Fred Jackson. Good morning. I thought about wearing sunglasses today. <laughs> There's something out there very bright. <laughs> Big, bright yellow thing in the <laughs> that sky. That I haven't seen for a long time. Yeah. We here in Tupelo have been experiencing like a, a rain pattern that's been like the west coast seattle yeah yeah yeah, like every day for like two weeks now chris woodward good morning chris good morning i wore sunglasses on the way to work this morning he had them on coming into the office did he really i also wear them at night to quote Corey hart joining us from kansas city is our good friend ray pritchard who was with us in studio on tuesday so glad you made it home safe and sound hey thank you tim and no need for sunglasses here it's kind of it's a little Gray, cold, dreary. Is that I guess right? A, t- a typical mid-December morning here in Kansas City. <laughs> There's a sun somewhere, on, but it's on the other side of the clouds this morning. That's that sounds like a country song right there. Think <laughs> you're on the sun somewhere. Some, yeah, There's a sun, sun somewhere, somewhere on the other, on the side, other of the side of the clouds <laughs> of life. I like it. <laughs> we have a recording studio here. Yeah, right. Use it. Right. Hey, I was looking at the. Uh, you know, as I say, the older you get, the more you look at the weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why that's that so is. true. I remember, my, huh? I remember when I was a younger man, I was wondering, why, why are these old people always worried about the weather? But, Different uh, things excite you as you get I mean, old. I guess it's a <laughs> good point, Fred. Now we get excited right. about the weather. Wow. Uh, it's so true. Uh, so anyway, I was looking ahead to Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask Ray in just a minute. No, he, Go ahead, scroll ahead. You got your weather up? I, I do. Okay. I do. All right, now, I'm going to tell you what we're getting, and then Ray can tell you what he's getting in Kansas City, because I imagine this is true of most of the country. It's going to be brutal. Yep. Uh, and I don't mean warm. <laughs> Cold. All right, so anyway, uh, Thursday, Dece- uh, December 22nd, uh, the, the low – the high in Tupelo is 38, and the low, you ready for this, Fred? Uh-huh. Well, you're from Canada. You're always ready. <laughs> this for- is like summer <laughs> for him. That's right, like summer. 14. <laughs> 14. All right, Ray, tell me what your, your says for Kansas City on the 22nd. On the Thursday, the high is going to be 10. Oh, my. The low is going to be 1. 1 degree oh. of zero. And it says windy. That's no good. That's really no good. I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's not going to be a bike riding experience. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> if there is, I want video. If there is, it's not going to be me on the bike. Let's put right. it that way. Oh, my word. Uh, what is your what I've asked you is what is your cutoff for usually uh, for well in in the olden days it used to be about I, I think the lowest I've ever gone is nine degrees above zero but I think today it's more like uh, 
More like about 30 degrees. And you need it's some about, sun and no wind, right? I need some sun and no wind and about 30 degrees. And uh, that's yeah. about it for me. I just want to say, and I do not have shares in Farmer's Almanac. Right. But Farmer's Almanac predicted this. Did they really? This is going to be a colder than usual winter. And they were talking about this months ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah. They know. Those yeah. guys, how do they know that, Fred? But they the, do something. They study, no, they study patterns. They study patterns. And, and despite what the global warming people say, there is a pattern to weather. Right. You know, it may, it may take 10 that. years. It may take sure. 15 years. But they said that we're in a pattern right now where it's going to be a colder than usual winter. And look at the forecast. Look at it. Look at it. Yeah. So, so you're telling me the low for Thursday, December 22nd in Kansas City will be one. One degree. One degree. And, of course, and windy. That bothers yeah, me. Yeah, windy. That windy, windy part. Just stay in windy. bed. Windy. Kansas City. Man, Just stay cold. in bed on the 22nd. Don't even you know, get out. I I've, I think I'm going to – what I'm going to do is I'm going to form a, a hate group <laughs> for winter. <laughs> huh? Yes, I'm going to form a hate group. And for winter, it's just wrong. I mean, it's just yeah. wrong. That's just not. That's just subhuman. Somebody's got to do something about this. <laughs> <laughs> I know we want more global warming. For goodness' that's sake, right. to my yes, bring it on. <laughs> that's right. Oh wow. Okay then. Um. So we we uh, looking forward. No, we're not either. We're looking forward to Christmas, but we're not looking forward to the weather that's going to sweep. The, I guess most of the country coming up in. Uh, about a week yeah. all right uh thank you for joining us again everybody if you want to join us on the internet you, we have a video camera we have cameras multiple cameras in this studio here you can join us by going to streaming.afa.net streaming.afa.net facebook still has us out there uh facebook live you can go there and type in today's issues uh and of course youtube buried us they, 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 they told us, don't, you're off our channel and don't you ever come back again. You know, it's really getting old. Uh, you know, now that uh, Elon Musk has Twitter yeah. and he's opening it up to all opinions. Maybe he'll buy YouTube too. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. You know, he's got, he's got a couple of billion left over from the Twitter purchase. Uh, just go ahead and buy YouTube. Yeah. That's become a hobby for him now, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, that's it has. a mission in life. Is yeah, to, sending people into space. And, yeah. and, I'm convinced well, he's working on time travel. Did you guys see, well, I, w- I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, did you guys see, Ray, where um, um, Elon Musk and Twitter reinstated Dr. Peter McCullough? I saw that, yeah. And uh, what's the gentleman's Malone. name? Dr. Malone. Mm-hmm. Robert Malone. Malone. He's... Was he the one from? Uh, there's another one from Stanford University who was questioning all the lockdowns. Remember that? And you, they, Malone was a big. Uh, he had he had to do he had a lot of work and a lot of things to say about vaccines. I'm not sure about the lockdowns. Well, no, I'm talking about the. But there was a. And what was the other gentleman you mentioned? There's Malone and McCullough. Okay, Malone. Anyway, t- Twitter put them back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know. And they have been taken down for misinformation on COVID. Mm-hmm. And I just, and uh, so Elon Musk is, you know, following up on his <clears throat> promise when he purchased to uh, Twitter to, you know, not to open up Twitter to free speech yep. mm-hmm. and to open exchange of ideas. Yep. 
and uh, that's what he's doing. So Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, I'm more familiar with Peter McCullough. I know who Dr. Malone is. He was the inventor of the, um, let's see, I'm talking. Y'all know what I'm talking about? What the, what the, 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 the vaccine or the, 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 the technology, the technology behind okay. the vaccine. That's what it was. Right. Right. Anyway, very interesting. Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Peter McCullough reinstated by Twitter mm-hmm. because of the, uh, you know, the purchase by Elon Musk. Don't you find it interesting how the left has gone ballistic against Elon Musk? Oh yeah. Since his purchase of Twitter and, uh, all he's, the, the, he's the new Donald Trump to them. Yeah. All he is doing is saying there are opinions on big issues, opinions, and I want to make sure this is a platform where those opinions can be expressed. Yes. And the left does not want that. Yes. And so that raises another question. Why not? Right. Why is the left only right. want the Biden administration point of view on things? Also, when they get to decide by they, I mean the left. They're the only ones that get to decide what's misinformation. Mm-hmm. Yes. And science. You know, sometimes issues are nuanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes there's gray area. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are unanswered questions that uh, that need to be thought of, talked about. And just because somebody expresses an opinion that's different from the, quote, lefty, leftist establishment, uh, or even the medical establishment, uh, they really deserve just to be shut down. You know what I'm saying? Don't 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 even let them talk. Somebody like Peter McCullough, uh, Ray, and Doctor Malone too. I mean, these guys. These are, are world-renowned experts. And th- this is not like, well, we found this guy, you know, <laughs> on riding in the back of somebody's pickup truck or right, something like right, that. Right. No, no. These guys, have, have, they're men of proven character, tremendous, unimpeachable scientific integrity. These are world-renowned voices. And yes, they differ from, quote, quote, the accepted mainstream, or at least what was two years ago, the accepted mainstream. They should never have been kicked off social media. Their voices need to be heard. Amen. Yep. Well, they've been reinstated by Elon Musk. Right. And you're right, Ray. I mean, Fred, uh, Elon Musk is just driving the lefties. And what's interesting is that the scientific facts that are coming out about what these gentlemen said months ago, about the vaccine that had possibly had side effects that were not good, what they had to say about alternative treatments, it's all true. So it wasn't like you were saying, Ray, it was, wasn't was some guy, you know, that just came out of the woods and had these wild ideas. These, but I would say, here's what I would say. I would say the, the guy who just came out of the woods with wild ideas, let him on Twitter too. Yes. Right. Let him be heard. <laughs> Identify who he is. Yeah. As I've said before, we got all kind of stuff on Twitter and Facebook they don't ban, which we all know is not true. Mm-hmm. Men can have babies. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Oh, right. I, I mentioned the uh, number. You go on Facebook right now, type in Bigfoot Facebook pages. You'll get 20 of them. Well, Bigfoot's never been found. And uh, so, I mean, but they they don't they don't say on there, we're, we're canceling this page because it's disinformation. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, it's good for Elon Musk and he, his campaign. Yes. His campaign continues. 
be listening to today's issues. Uh, Christopher, what do you have for us? Well, uh, one thing uh, Biden and the Democrats appear to be in favor of is a completely wide open border. And I say that because, uh, as we point out in a story you can find on our website, AFN.net, the Department of Homeland Security says more illegals may be released into the U.S. to pursue immigration cases when Trump-era asylum restrictions end mm. next week. The crisis on the southern border is expected to become even worse next week when the Trump policy known as Title 42 comes to court-ordered end next week. Title 42, of course, forced people arriving at the border who make asylum claims to wait in Mexico until a court can hear the merits of their claim. A lot of people are concerned about this, and they're going to think, you know, hey, if if you think the border has a problem now, it's going to be much worse come Christmas. Fred? Well, I, I tell you what, uh, the evidence in this story, this is an Associated Press story this morning, is that things are getting so bad with Joe Biden's, uh, he promised us, he promised to surge at the border when he was a candidate, when he was a candidate to be on the top of the ticket. He promised that there would be a surge on the border. That's exactly what this country has experienced when Joe Biden became president. The evidence in this AP story is We've got so many people that have come in that are presently in detention centers. We now have to make room because if Title 42 does end next week, as is expected, they're expecting up to 16,000 people a day oh, yeah. to line up to claim for asylum. Therefore, they're going to have to have spaces in this country to keep those people. So now they're going to release thousands who are in these detention centers and the Lord only knows where they're going to go. I, I, I can just see it happening. They're going to be given an envelope and maybe a snack bar, and you're on your own, uh, but yeah. you're welcome to stay. They're going to end up, they're going to end up on Medicaid. Their kids are going to, their kids who can only speak one language are going to be ending up in our schools. It is a crisis of mammoth proportions. Yeah, and this has been going on for two years, but it's about the it's about to get um, exponentially worse. Uh, yes, with this uh, ending of the <clears throat> Title Forty Two, even Gavin Newsom, the liberal California uh, governor of California, uh, he actually went down to the border and he's saying that uh, California will not be able to handle what's about to happen. Isn't that what he said, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're at capacity. Yeah, that, that's that's a. Uh, Far lefty. It is. And somebody that's been in total favor of giving illegals health care, paid for taxpayer expense, all kinds of benefits. Uh, Mayorkas, the Mm -hmm. uh, Homeland Security guy, we've all seen him. Mm -hmm. He he went down to, uh, he's over the border security people. Homeland Security. Yeah. Yeah. Homeland Security. And he went down to the yesterday for... For a photo op, basically, he did not go to the front lines to because he didn't want to draw uh, the cameras there to see what's happening. Right, and he was basically down there patronizing the border security patrol. He met with a few of them. Uh, one or two of them stood up in the meeting and said, "Why are you telling America?" Do we have this? We don't have the audio, and we made the decision prior to the show not to bring it in, only because it was basically uh, an event captured on like a cell phone, and the audio was not great. Okay, but what uh, what this border uh, agent did was he stood up to Mayorkas Mm -hmm. and said, uh, "Why are you telling America that our border is secure when it's Mm. not?" It was pretty brave of this fellow, yes, to do that because he's talking to his boss basically who could have him fired and 
Um, so there was another uh, the Demo- the Democrat congressman mm-hmm. on the on the border. I'm going to pull that up. We for referenced him, Henry Cuellar. Yes, yes. He he's he's uh, talking again. He's you know, I, I tell you what, I don't know. Uh, somebody's going to have to make a big deal of this. I, I was thinking Governor Abbott. Mm-hmm. Some of the governors, mm-hmm. senators need to go to the go to Washington D.C. and stand outside the White House, something to draw attention to this because what you have here, ladies and gentlemen, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, right? What you have here, we have going on now on our southern border, both in Arizona and in Texas, in particular, and in California, I guess. We have a, an invasion going mm-hmm. on. Of tens of thousands of people a day now flooding into our country from all over the world. It's a cottage industry now. And nothing's being done to stop them, to deter them. As I mentioned before, we all have human compassion for these people. Many of them are desperate for a better life, so they want to come to America. But guess what? The whole world wants to come to America. Why don't we just open up our airports and say no more passports required? Because that's what we're doing on the southern border. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're just saying if you if you get in, you go anywhere you want to, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's going to be no. <clears throat> they're they're not going to come back for asylum hearings. They're just going to huh? no. because they know the Democrats are trying to get uh, amnesty for everybody. Right. So basically, we've talked about this a lot, but just let it be said, and, and I defy anybody to. Mm prove i'm wrong ray fred chris mm-hmm. biden and the democrat party are accomplishing their goal of destroying a border yes because progressive politicians and globalists don't believe in borders at least not for the u.s um so when it's 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 uh what do you call it you call it treason, I guess, when, when a president of the United States who's sworn to uphold our laws and defend our country, and he's the very one who has opened the floodgates up and, and is uh, letting millions of people, literally millions mm-hmm. of people, come into our country. We don't know who they are, where they're going, where they're, what, who's going to take care of them, what's going to ultimately happen. And um, so he's the one that's doing it. The, yep. the guy, it's kind of like the... The jailer mm-hmm. has got the keys, and the community expects the jailer to keep the criminal locked up. Well, the jailer goes over there and mm-hmm. unlocks the door and says, all right, all you criminals, go on free. Yeah. And, and, and then denies he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But the same people also say they go to the border. I do want to point out, um, I did share an article uh, on the Today's Issues Facebook page about Mayorkas visiting uh, the Border Patrol agents there and getting an icy welcome. So that's on both our Facebook page. It's also in the the comments. What's that? Icy. Icy welcome. (laughs) Thank you. And to your point about Democrats wanting to give all illegals amnesty, I also shared an article that we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the show where Schumer said, hey, we're not having as many babies here in the U.S., so let's give everybody amnesty to bring in workers. Yeah. Right. Any thoughts on this? This is a, go ahead. You know, the number one point that needs to be made, which you have made effectively here, this is a manufactured crisis. This has happened because of Joe Biden 
and the far-left Democrats who control the White House and the Congress. They control both sides of it, at least until until the new uh, House of Representatives gets sworn in. This is happening on our border because this is exactly what uh, Schumer wants. It's what Joe Biden right. wants. It's what Kamala Harris wants. And the, the dangerous thing here is we've used the word flood. And flood is bad enough of, of illegal immigrants coming in, but this is about to become a tsunami. Yeah. It's about to overrun anything the Border Patrol and the ICE folks can do. Instead of thousands, it's going to be tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands. Uh, we're about to have, if you use the word invasion, I, I only use that in the sense that we're about to be overrun on the southern border. And I get it. If you live in Michigan or if you live in Wisconsin, you're not worried about it, or North Dakota. You're hundreds and hundreds of miles away. But what are they supposed to do in Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and California? Look, if Gavin Newsom is getting concerned about it, then you know something bad is about to happen because really he was in favor of all this until suddenly he makes a visit and goes, oh, we're in trouble here. He's right. I should have done this, should have made that visit months ago. You know, uh, but to your point, Ray, uh, I've heard it said that every state now is going to become a border state because these people are going to flood north. Mm-hmm. And these states who may, like you mentioned, who may think that they are somewhat sheltered from this crisis, they're about to be exposed to it also. But also along with the human invasion, and we got to keep mentioning the fentanyl, what this is doing to this country. The fentanyl is killing hundreds, but mainly our young people. And I don't know if you've seen the, the video yet of this police officer uh, the other day. Um, was it uh, in... Now, was it in Texas? I'm looking it up. Yeah. Uh, the the images of this police officer, she was she was stopped somebody, was checking on illegal drugs, and apparently there was some fentanyl dust inside a dollar bill, and that wafted into her nostrils, and it paralyzed her. Florida? It was in Florida. Mm-hmm. That paralyzed her, and you see the pictures. Her, her eyes are, are wide open, right. but she can't breathe. She was interviewed this morning on Fox because she had other fellow officers who came to her rescue and and applied some medical attention to her and saved her life. But she said she felt it coming. This dust went into her nose, and all of a sudden, all she could do was put a brake on her patrol car because she knew she was going to go unconscious. It, it, this is what fentanyl does, and she only had the dust, but it's killing hundreds of our kids, and Joe Biden is responsible for this. Yeah, I'll tell you another thing, the human trafficking part of this. Oh, but yes. if, to back to your point, uh, I think Fred, uh, well, I think it was Ray that made it. You know, it's so easy to ignore other people's pain, right? Mm-hmm. If you had millions of people, and let's say the border was in New Jersey, <laughs> and they were crossing over into Manhattan on a daily basis. Yes. Or into uh, Delaware. Mm-hmm where President Biden's from, if they were pouring in by the tens of thousands and now millions over the last couple of years uh, on a daily basis, they would stop it. They would. The the mayor of New York already complains because he's got a few thousand been sent there from Texas. And remember how the people at Martha's Vineyard... Martha's Vineyard, I was just thinking about that. Philadelphia, Chicago... (laughs) 
they, 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 the mayors there, they complain and whine if yes. they get a few hundred people sent there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here, Texas and Arizona and California, having to deal with this on a daily basis by the thousands. So yeah. uh, we will see what happens. But it, when, when you know it's a problem, a growing problem, when Gavin Newsom, co-governor of California, is calling attention to it. We'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues on the network. By now, you know that Sandy Rios has stepped away from the morning show. But don't despair. Sandy is shifting her talents to podcasting. She'll still be a part of AFR. And now she won't need to wake up hours before the sun to keep us informed and encouraged every day. On the podcast, Sandy Rios 24-7, you can enjoy the knowledge, insight, and interviews you've always loved on Sandy's Morning Show. Sandy Rios 24-7, beginning the week of January 9th on AFR.net. We live in a day when America's families are under attack like never before. Buddy Smith. Senior Vice President of the American Family Association. The war against biblical principles rages on numerous fronts. The Internet, Hollywood, Washington, D.C., America's corporate boardrooms, and the list goes on. At American Family Association, we're committed to standing against the enemies of God, the enemies of your family. And we recognize it's an impossible task without God's favor and your partnership. Thank you for being faithful to pray for this ministry, to give financially, and to respond to our calls for activism. What you do on the home front is crucial to what we do on the battlefront. We praise God for your faithfulness. And may He give us many victories in the battles ahead as we work together to restore our nation's biblical foundations. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make the switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. The Justice Department has admitted they're using a federal law to crack down on pro-lifers. Benita Gupta is the Associate Attorney General. She mentioned in a speech the Civil Rights Division is using the FACE Act to target pro-life leaders. Now, that law makes it a federal crime to block a sidewalk or interfere with a woman going into an abortion clinic. Ms. Gupta says the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade was a devastating blow to women, and in recent days, FBI agents have been raiding the homes of a number of pro-life leaders. Meanwhile, the FBI's turned a blind eye to the hundreds of attacks on Christian churches and pro-life organizations. At least 18 have been firebombed. Imagine that. Finally, I'm taking a group of our listeners on an exclusive trip to the Holy Land in November of 2023. If you'd like information, call 901-707-7676. That's 901-707-7676. I'm Todd Starnes. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. 
for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Matthew 19, 14. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. So the the third uh, renowned professor that Twitter shut down because of his questioning of the lockdowns, Mm -hmm. We mentioned Dr. Peter Malone, Peter McCullough, Dr. Malone, Malone, Robert, was it Robert Malone? Uh, he was, huh? Robert Malone. Okay. And then there was another one who was renowned, uh, Stanford University Professor of Medicine. And I have his name here, but I can't pronounce the last name. Uh, he was another one, Dr. J. Uh, B-H-A-T-T-A-C-H-A-R-Y-A. Yeah, we talked about him the other day. Yeah. All right. Well, then, what's his last How you pronounce Bhattacharya. it? Huh? Bhattacharya. Dr. Yeah. J. Bhattacharya. Bhattacharya. Chris, how long did you practice that? Oh, I talked to him. I've talked to him a few times. He's also a guest on uh, Washington Watch with Tony Perkins, <laughs> which airs four to five every day on AFR. Shameless yeah. plug. <laughs> did he maintain his job? Yeah, he's uh, he is a professor. I'm not sure if he's like a full-time or one of those adjuncts that come in every once in a while to teach a class, but he still works at Stanford. Yeah. Well, he was one of the ones that uh, Elon Musk discovered was on the blacklist mm-hmm. uh, for, for the Twitter when they were under the control of the other, you know, the other regime, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Twitter was picking these guys out and shutting them down. And uh, because they didn't, they didn't like the message they were giving out, which was a contrary opinion to Dr. Fauci and the the uh, the left. Yeah. All right. Did you know? Did you know? Do you remember this gentleman here, Ray? Oh, I, I do, and he is world renowned, world renowned. And then, but but the left wingers at uh, at Twitter decided yeah. they didn't want his voice to be heard. I'm glad that's all been reversed now. Yeah, he, he was the one who was arguing that COVID lockdowns would harm children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great Barrington Declaration was something he was a part of early on. Yeah. You know, I don't know why, um, I, I, as I said, I think Twitter would have done better when they, this is, you know, whenever they started, just to say, listen, now I don't know if this would have been a good business model, probably not mm-hmm. necessarily. Twitter should have said, listen, we're a left-wing organization, and we're not going to allow conservative uh, voices to be on our platform, so no need apply. So Mm -hmm. if you get on our platform, this is a long-winded policy to have. I don't know how you'd say it. And you espouse conservative and or Christian views, you will be banned. Mm -hmm. And that way everybody knows what the rules are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Truth in advertising. Truth in advertising. Instead, Twitter tried to have it both ways, where they get a lot of conservatives to sign up to their product, which they did, uh, so that they can use that to to tell advertisers, we got all these people on our platform, you need to advertise. They can make more money that way. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
But they can, but but now it's learned they were completely, totally dishonest and disingenuous, because a lot of the times they were shadow banning people. Uh, that is, they were cutting off their reach, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to the person, um, uh, you know, who was who was tweeting. All right, go ahead. But we're Fred. we're living in an unprecedented time when it comes to what information the public is allowed to see. So it's not only COVID information. We've been talking about this on Twitter. But you stop and think we were talking about the border a few moments ago. To the best of my knowledge, NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN have not had stories right. where their cameras are set up down there showing what's really going on at the border. Yeah. No, but no. And because it's because what Elon Musk has said, the mainstream media in this country mm-hmm. and the big social media until musk took over twitter they're an arm of the democratic party yes so the reason nbc cbs abc and the others uh with the exception of fox and maybe newsmax mm-hmm. um are not going to cover the southern border border story and show video is because they're they're, they're providing cover for their party yes and for their president uh, that's the reason they don't ask hard questions yeah. of Biden. Mm-hmm. Or, or, and that's the reason they get away. Biden gets away with not doing interviews. Uh, if, if it were been a Republican president <laughs> and he doesn't do interviews, <laughs> you know, they would say they would slam him all mm-hmm. the time. But anyway, mm-hmm. we, we, we all know this to an extent, but it's just getting so blatant. Mm-hmm. But, uh, thank goodness there are other voices out there like, American Family Radio and mm-hmm. our news agency and some mm-hmm. others mm-hmm. who are, there is a, an alternative. It is what the internet did provide too. There's a lot of bad stuff, but there's a lot of good stuff. I'm so glad it. Al Gore invented the internet because otherwise we would <laughs> Chris, not have that. You just hit that one over the fence, Chris. <laughs> Been waiting on that all year. Yes. Uh, all right. We thank you for listening to AFR Next Story, Chris. Oh, all right. One of the other things you can read on our website, AFN.net, there is outrage today. Is there outrage, Chris? There is. <laughs> there is outrage over the Oregon governor. Uh, she has decided to commute all death penalty sentences in the state of Oregon. Kate Brown is on her way out. She's term limited. They're going to have a new governor coming in. And as is, you know, the case with many governors, when they're leaving office, they decide to pardon people or what, uh, do do these kinds of things. What does an outraged Oregonian look like? Well, one of them is Tim Knopp. Uh, he's a Republican who's also a state senator, one of the higher-ranking state senators there in the great state of Oregon. And I've got some audio from Senator Knopp, uh, critical of the governor for deciding to commute all death sentences. Clip 10. What the governor did was unilaterally, essentially, end Oregon's death penalty and this was a death penalty that was instituted by the people of Oregon in 1984. So if somebody's going to undo it, it should be the people of Oregon, not a governor unilaterally doing that. And this is on the heels of uh, what she organized as the biggest jailbreak in Oregon history, where she released 1,000 prisoners, some of whom were murderers and rapists and committed some of the most heinous crimes in Oregon. And yet uh, the governor and Oregon Democrats thought it was uh, reasonable to go ahead and release these people back into uh you know into oregon's general population i just say if you live in a blue state like that you need to move 
Some of them are trying to. Many people in uh, Oregon want to move, want to become part of Idaho. Yeah, or just right, or just learn to live with it, I guess. Because because mm-hmm. the, the, I don't mean to sound, I guess I sound callous or cynical, but Oregon, this governor who mm-hmm. just commuted all these death sentences, how many? Seventeen. These were people who were first degree murderers. Yes, rapists. Some of the most heinous, heinous mm-hmm. crimes. How many did you say? Seventeen. Seventeen. They were on death row. I didn't even know they had death row in Oregon, but she just let them go. Yep. Right. But Ray, here's the thing: the people, the majority of people, in Oregon agree with her. Well, I think. that's that's a part of the problem. In fact, I, you know, I was just in Oregon over the weekend, yeah. right up there at a Christian conference, and there's a there is a strong evangelical presence in Oregon, mm-hmm. but they are outweighed by especially Portland, right? right especially right. Portland, which is not just blue, but it is dark blue. Right. It it's is, a color right. that doesn't exist yet. That's yeah. right. It, it's <laughs> heavily liberal. So you've got Christians in other parts of the state. Uh, in, in fact, Eastern Oregon, which is a lot of it's unpopulated, but those cities in there are cities in Eastern right. Oregon. They tend to be pretty conservative. Yes. But they're just outweighed by the liberal presence in Portland, which basically controls the whole state. Yeah. So I mean, I I feel sorry for those people. I guess who have to live under the Democrat regime or. Not Democrat, just far left. But at the same time, that's not going to change anytime soon. Uh, nope. these, 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 like in New York, mm-hmm. they got violent crime going crazy. What do they do? They vote a Democrat again. Mm-hmm. So that tells me they don't care enough. There's not enough people who in New York who care enough to reinstate law and order. It's just hard to understand. This governor, uh, Democrat governor in Oregon, Kate Brown, uh, during COVID, uh, she released over a thousand people who were convicted of serious crimes, and amongst those were seventy-three people convicted of murder, assault, rape, and manslaughter. And uh, she said, "Well, because they committed those crimes when they were younger than eighteen, we're going to let you apply for early release." These are murderers, rapists. Yeah. Well, and let's face it, she did that. Fred, because she knew there'd be no political price to pay. Mm. The the left is su- it is in such control of political apparatus, she could do something which in normal times would shock people, but there's no there's no price to be paid. Might as well let yeah. them go. I, 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 let me retract what I said while ago or restate what I said about move. That just sounds like that's, that's not very practical for most people. You know, just up and move. I guess it would depend on where you lived in a particular blue state mm. because, as you guys mentioned, in eastern Oregon, there are a lot of great places to live that are law and order, yep. and uh, it's not like Portland. So, mm-hmm. But I'm just saying if you live in a deep blue state like Oregon overall or like New York overall, the, the, it doesn't appear like to me there's going to be any move to uh, be, be more law and order. Uh, are friendly anytime soon. <laughs> well, what are you supposed to do in Illinois, Tim? That's a I good mean, point. You've got, a good point, Ray. Uh, you, you've got the, the, the Democrat machine right. is in control in Chicago right. and in Springfield. And yet, once you get out of Chicago proper, once you get into the collar right, suburbs, right. and especially get downstate, Tim, right. downstate Illinois is quite conservative. Yes. It's just 
There's yes. just not enough people to right. overcome the millions in Chicago. Right, right. All right, you're listening to today's issues. Well, let's talk about something more positive, shall we? Alex McFarland is with us, Dr. Alex McFarland. And uh, he is host of Exploring the Word with Bert Harper each afternoon here on American Family Radio, a live on the radio Bible study. He joins us now. Good morning. Good Alex. morning, everybody. Thank morning. you. So we saw you Tuesday here in person. Yes, that was a blessing to be at AFA, yes. So you and Angie uh, made it home safe and sound. Thank the Lord. What Amen. You- Thank you very much. We did. We uh, came back to North Carolina yesterday and um, made it in time. It was my honor to host the Awakening for Bishop E.W. Jackson yesterday and then exploring the Word yesterday evening. And uh, So how do you, the, what are you, Birmingham, Atlanta, Charlotte, and then? How, how, went through Atlanta, then back to Greensboro, North Carolina, and then out to our home, Pleasant Garden. Uh, I'm sure most of you go there on vacation, but <laughs> Pleasant, Pleasant Garden. That sounds that's just there's 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 no rude people in Pleasant Garden. I'm all. just curious. How, nobody, nobody has a bad day. Yeah. No. Pleasant it's Garden, North Carolina, huh? Heartland America. There huh. are more cows than people. <laughs> 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 and that's how they get the pleasant gardens <laughs> it, and that should be on a billboard <laughs> so my, it's, my so it's family, the, Green, the greensboro area which is uh, it is that, that's what that's two hours from charlotte right uh you could do it in an hour and hour. 15 minutes okay but uh my family's been in the pleasant garden area since for since 1803 my little town i didn't mean to hijack the conversation oh no, go ahead to, Pleasant Garden, the little community, was started in the aftermath of a John Wesley revival. That's true. Uh, Wesley preached in what is now Pleasant Garden. And um, wow. the, all, all the farmers came in. And uh, anyway, my family's been there. They tell me, although I wasn't around, but they say we've been there since about 1803. Now you got peanuts? <laughs> we, we do. Not right now, but we do grow peanuts, yes. You got, uh, I would now. I know they grow peanuts in uh, Virginia, so that that uh, you got to have certain kind of soil, right? And they grow them in Georgia, obviously. Mm-hmm. They do, they do. And uh, we, the main thing, my grandfather and my dad, and then me, we were in the chicken business. We had for sixty-eight years, we had an egg business, and uh, it was just the sovereignty of God. I felt called to preach, and Daddy felt called to retire. And uh, so we delivered our last load of eggs about 1993. Do you remember that day? I do remember that day. What and were you uh, wearing? Uh, blue jeans. <laughs> but anyway, I knew it. so 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 you were a. Uh, well, that, that's not the poultry business. That's the egg yeah, not really the poultry. Yeah. We did what they call table eggs. Now we what we do. We had 35,000 hens, and we would rotate flocks. And when the hens quit laying, we would sell them to Campbell Soup. And uh, get new pullets. And some of you, I know in Mississippi, there's a lot of poultry farming. And as I've traveled around, some of the men, they'll mm-hmm. say, you guys were in the chicken business, and we, we really were. And uh, 17% I, of our uh, jobs are in agriculture in Mississippi. Really? Amen. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, the Lord's allowed me to travel, and I've seen all 50 states a dozen times over, I think, literally. But I want to tell you, you can take the far- the boy off the farm, but the farm is always in the boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love. Amen. That's country. good. That's good. Uh, and the values people learn on the farm uh, last yeah. a lifetime. You know. Yep. 
Uh, you, you know what? Um, I got my driver's license when I turned 16, and that night I ran a route by myself for the first time ever. And um, one time I was, I don't know, I was about 16 or 17, and I was probably about 60 miles from home, and my truck broke down. And I called my dad. I walked to a, a little store and called because there weren't cell phones, you know, in the late 80s. And um, I said, hey, I, the truck broke down. And my dad said, well, get it home. And I was like, how? And he said, well, you've got route money. Figure out how to get it fixed. And he hung up on me. And, you know, for a moment, it kind of made me angry. I'm like, I'm working. But I saw down the road what looked like a garage, and I walked to it, and it was a garage. And the guy got a tow truck, and we went back. And long story short, seriously, my mom and dad probably today would be charged with child abuse. But the the hard scrabble way we were brought up, my sister and me, it taught us you got to get it done. You, you know what I mean, guys? Yeah. That's how you're able to deal with the airports of America all year. <laughs> yeah. I will Amen. tell you the difference between your upbringing and uh, uh, and just my um, lack of interest in 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 farming growing up like in the event of an emp attack i will be among the first to die uh, <laughs> alex will still be growing peanuts and you know right, hanging right, out in pleasant garden right. come and get us yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow what a, what a what a what great memories of your childhood with your uh, parents the, the lord is good god's on, been really good on to the us. farm you know i don't know uh, uh ray did you grow up on a farm or in town no in town yeah uh, in, in a small a small town. town in Alabama, right? Yeah, but but not not like what Alex is talking about. That's that's a real American story. But right you know, uh, I was just thinking, uh, prior to probably 1960, uh, I would say half the country people grew up on a farm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And then there yeah, were, very agrarian. You know? Yeah, the whole. Um, I mean, uh, the uh, uh, at least half the country was in that way and and let me say this um in in biblical worldview you know work is not the curse that's right now the the futility and the struggle and maybe the 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 drudgery of work is part of the curse but i want to say work is a blessing honestly and i really think part of the reason that previous generations of america perhaps you know had some values and some a work ethic and self-restraint is because um, if if you didn't live right, say your prayers and work hard, you weren't going to survive, you know. And and I, I honestly think work and yes, hard work is actually a real blessing. Yeah, I my I my dad had a business, but we our house was on my grandfather's farm in Nova Scotia. In Nova Scotia, and uh, I tell you what, farmers don't take vacations. That's true. You know the cows. You can't tell the cow, I don't want the milk today. <laughs> uh, that cow has to be milked twice a day. Uh, somebody's got to do it. And so... Uh, so if you go out of town, you better find somebody to do it for you, right? Yeah, you're going to have a lot of cows in pain. Yeah, a lot that's of true. I, 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 we had chickens. Alex had 35,000 chickens. We had 12. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, chickens have to be fed. You know, when you have animals, when you're on the farm like that... If you've got a garden, it's got to be weeded. You got to plant, and you got to harvest it. I, I mean, if you if you don't do the work, you right, you lose right. your living. Yes. My grandfather, my grandfather brought. They had my grandfather, grandmother had four kids. 
they brought up those kids based on that farm. They had some cows, they had some horses, and that sort of thing. And uh, they sold vegetables. They put vegetables in a cart, loaded up the cart, the the horse and wagon, and went and sold vegetables. That's how, that's how we made your a grandfather. Living. Your grandfather, yeah, that's that's what he did. It's hard work, but you know it teaches you when you apply and when you apply that hard work, God will bless that hard work. It's mm-hmm. just a tremendous teaching of work ethic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thomas Paine was a, a a thinker that deeply influenced the colonists, and and he had a quote that would be so appropriate to proclaim today. But Thomas Paine said, "That which we obtain." too cheaply, we esteem too lightly. Mm. What, what we obtain too easily or too cheaply, we esteem too lightly. And I mean, these things like freedom, stability, prosperity, electric lights, air conditioning, you know, it, all the food you want and any choice you could possibly make, I, I really, and we're blessed, I'm not, you know, America's been blessed, but it's come too easy. And I think um, it reminds me of, of a George Washington quote where Washington once said, freedom will look easy by and by when nobody has to die to get it. Mm. And wow. I, I think we live in an America that's very entitled and very ungrateful because we don't know um, how easily we could be in bondage, but also the extreme price of life and sacrifice that was paid to birth this nation that we very often take for granted. Yeah, Mm. good points. Yeah, very good points. You're listening to the radio program Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim with Fred and Chris, and Ray is with us. Uh, We three are in Tupelo and uh, Ray's in Kansas City, and our good friend Alex McFarland is in Pleasant, what would you call it? Pleasant Garden, North Carolina. Pleasant Garden, North Carolina, right down the road from uh, Mount Pilot. A- amen. Not far. You know, yeah. there, there's a there's a gas station that has an upstairs, and we, we call that a skyscraper <laughs> <laughs> in Pleasant Garden. <laughs> that's funny. That's good. Oh, that's funny. Uh, uh, Alex, I wanted to – we don't have time to delve into the topic <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Uh, that's good. I, I'm the one. You know, far be it for me to criticize people rabbit trailing. <laughs> that's that's. Uh, I, I built my reputation on on rabbit trailing. Um, so, can you stay over after the break? Uh, I can. Okay. So there's not like a big parade downtown Pleasant Garden. That that was on December fourth. The oh, Christmas okay. parade. Okay, the Christmas parade. Were you in it? Not this year. I have okay. been in the Christmas parade, yes, many times, but Did not you throw this peanuts? year. Uh, well, we we have given away peanuts, yes, uh, but can't well, throw yeah, uh, the Alex and his wife Angie, bless her, she, they've sent me homemade peanut butter mm. uh, many times over the years. I haven't seen that in the last. Are you doing that this time? We're doing it. We, in fact, I was just talking to my volunteers, helping me box and ship, but. Uh, Oh, you so know, I can be expecting it. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, good deal. You Aren't can issue we an executive order. Well, there are certain things that count on yeah. though. The homemade peanut butter from Alex McFarland's one of them. The uh, Praline's uh, cookies from uh, Tony Perkins and his beautiful wife in Baton Rouge. They send me that. To, if I don't get that, the Praline. What am I looking for? Praline. You know what I'm talking about? They're not. They're oh kinda, yeah. They're kind of cookies. Like a, 
with, with uh, it's can- very sweet. They're candy. Yes. It's, it's a candy slash cookie anyway. So it's kind of like a goober? Uh, kind of. The, the, the candy. I don't know. That's, Not the peanut. It, that, it's like a Louisiana thing, isn't it? I, it's got pralines. And I'm doing brown, a deep dive and now. Got, and it's got brown sugar. It's good. It's, all in the, well, it's, it's, I good know, for, it's good for you. I know the one year I didn't get them from Tony Perkins, <laughs> I called him. <laughs> and I mean, I I don't like doing that, but... <laughs> He said, Washington Watch might not be on the air Monday. <laughs> that's right. Pulling awesome. the plug. We're having some problems here. Well, I just, you know, I said, Tony, I don't mean to ask for my gift or anything, but, but where, where's the box where, of praline, where's the praline candy that you always send? That's right, uh, with the you know, nuts in it and all that. Yeah. It's kind of like welfare to me now. <laughs> Christmas welfare. If I don't get that box of praline candy, then... Just doesn't you know, seem right. I'm going to call and find out where it is. So <laughs> I don't know what happened that year, but anyway, the next year I was back on the list. <laughs> huh? Amen. But uh, you know, I didn't mean to use push my weight around or anything. But you know, hey, you do what you got to do when it's praline. <laughs> what I said with brown sugar too. All right, uh, we're going to have to take a break. When we get back, we're going to. I do want to. All right, here's Alex. When we get back, I'll just go and tip you off. I want to talk about Christmas. Amen. And uh, But I, I want to talk about the biblical story and Christmas. Ray, Ray, on your website, you got like 50 sermons on Christmas up there, don't you, right now? That's right. So a lot a lot of good things to talk about. So, so what is your website, Ray, where people can look at these? Keepbelieving.com. 50. How old are you? 70? 70, yeah. So you've written 50 sermons on Christmas? 52. So you started so when you were 18, one a yeah, year. I, I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Go to Ray's website. There's so much great content. Mm-hmm. Keepbelieving.com, keepbelieving.com. Especially if you're a new Christian, you're just going to be, that's just going to be like, a, speaking of candy, it's going to be like a kid in the candy store for you there at Ray's website. All right, uh, I want to, we got some stuff about the, Christmas story account in the Bible that uh, a star over a manger shining did that really happen? I want to. There's some things in there that sound kind of um, hard to believe, but we'll ask Alex about it when we get back from the break. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.